out of South Africa. My job is to make your days a little bit brighter and the weight of the world a little bit lighter, giving you a direct perspective through the lens of how I see the world. Get the inside scoop on some of the coolest locals I've met here in Santa Barbara, Barbara. So sit back, back, relax, check out Liz, get down to Liz. guys so as we all know mother's day is coming up and we obviously want to support our mothers and let them know how we appreciate them i'm working with skyline flower growers and they have a great way of helping show the love with a bouquet called mother's garden it has beautiful caramel antique roses and huge light oriental lilies if you go and use the promo code lizbiz you get a great discount. So, you know what to do. Go get them roses. Hey guys, it's me. I'm back again with another podcast and another guest. I'm here with Kaylee. She is the owner of BFF Shoes and she's going to tell us a little bit more. But before we start with that, Kelly, can you please spell your name for us? <laughs> yes, it's it's a bit complicated. Yeah. So it's C-A-L-E-I-G-H. Okay. Uh, last name Hernandez, H-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. Oh, okay. And where were you born and raised? Born here in Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. um, but have kind of lived all over the place over the past few years. So yeah. happy to be back for the time being. Are you, so where have you lived before Santa Barbara? So, well, born in Santa Barbara, then moved to Park City, Utah, lived there for a few years mm-hmm. um, in, you know, when I was younger. Went to school in Chicago, mm-hmm. well, just outside, um, at Northwestern, um, and then just moved back from living in Tanzania and Kenya Okay. Year, so. And what made you go to Tanzania? So I was working for the IRC, the International Rescue committee uh working on child labor issues oh wow yeah yeah through a fellowship so it was it was really interesting it was in a very very rural part of the country Uh um and not exactly a vacation destination that's for sure yeah and is this so is this how you started bff shoes how did that come about yeah so best foot forward it started when I was studying abroad in college in Uganda. So I was living in a rural village there working um, with a few of my classmates at the time for a local nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And on the weekends we would go to like the towns mm-hmm. because there wasn't so much to do in the in the in the rural village where we were. So when I spent a lot of time in like Kampala and Jinja I kept coming across these 
beaded leather sandals that were sold in the craft markets. Mm -hmm. And I brought a pair back for my mom who went crazy over them and thought, you know, we could do something really, really interesting with these. So I returned to Uganda and the rest of East Africa the following summer mm -hmm. to kind of map out the, the sandal industry and see who made the highest quality sandals and what suppliers there were and how, how we could import them to the US. Oh wow! So like your whole so your whole idea came from being in Africa. Exactly. That's crazy. And so, do you handcraft the sandals yourself, or do you get people to do it? So I ended up finding a supplier in coastal Kenya, uh -huh. um, and in that area, unemployment rates are extremely high ranging from 40 to 50 percent, especially from marginalized groups. And our goal with Best Foot Forward is really to create employment opportunities mm -hmm. in a place where there aren't many. And the reason uh, the unemployment rates are so high in this area is because of um, terrorism, a lack of infrastructure, things like that. And so we found we found a supplier who was operating in this area and making incredibly beautiful sandals. And so, you know, our job at Best Foot Forward is not to kind of recreate anything. It's it's finding something that's already being done that's really incredible and and finding a way to bring it over to the US. So these artisans already exist and are hand making and hand tooling these shoes. That's so interesting. So now, do you have to go back and forth between the States and Uganda to like, you know, yeah. to kind of bridge that or? Yeah, so it worked well um, when I was living in Kenya last year because I could kind of go back and forth to where the shoes were made. I was living in Nairobi at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but now, yeah, I'm in the process of flying back to Nairobi and, you know, coastal Kenya mm -hmm. uh, at the end of May for two weeks to work on the shoes. And then we're also thinking about beginning a scarf line okay. made by refugees who are based in Nairobi. So working on finalizing that project as yeah. well as um, designing new shoes as well. That's so awesome. So you, so what you, so what Best Foot Forward does is it creates job opportunities for people and then obviously makes awesome shoes. Do you ever think like, would you ever hire people from Uganda or whatever to come to the US and like build, build on it here more or like what's your... So that's not really something we've considered at this point. We're so, we're so new to begin with mm -hmm. and given, you know, existing political climates, it can be really difficult to um, bring foreigners mm -hmm. over to the U.S. to work. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, what what we found that's so cool about this, this project is that we're taking, we're really focusing on bringing the poorest of the poor into kind of a middle class. Okay. And so our artisans often are largely women. They come from, you know, they're often single parents. Yeah. Um, or come from just really poor families. So the idea is we want to ensure that these artisans have fair and stable incomes. Income, so yeah. the idea is we're, kind of, we're trying to hire more people over there and yeah. ensure that they're working and, you know, able to provide for their families and things mm -hmm. like that. And here in the U.S., it's more of um, like a sales. We have more of a sales role and ensuring that, you know, our marketing materials are correct and um, that we're out selling the shoes to mm -hmm. people who might be interested about this. Because, you know, the more shoes we sell, the bigger impact we can have. Yeah, on other people. And um, do you do you ever think like, because like you said you in the U.S. it's more sales, 
would you ever provide jobs for people here to to start making shoes here or is it just solely based in africa and Mm -hmm. then you import like import and export stuff so i think what's so cool about this project thus far is it's taking something that's already being done Mm -hmm. and just kind of building on it a bit so we're ensuring the shoes are of the highest quality and the beadwork is perfect and that the styles work for u.s markets but yeah but making the shoes like they're made over there that doesn't really exist here we'd kind of be creating a whole new yeah, industry yeah. and so I think what's what's so interesting is it brings some an issue that often feels so far away from people and that's you know um, women's empowerment um, poverty and just lack of opportunities yeah yeah and it brings it really close to home so it makes the consumer and really they are making a difference um, halfway across the world in mm-hmm. a way that um, I think is really impactful and powerful, especially because a lot of times there are so many different causes that people are so passionate about, but it just feels like you can't make a significant difference. Mm-hmm. And what's so cool about the shoes as well is we've committed 10% of our profits to going back to Kenya where the shoes are produced. Mm-hmm. And our artisans decide where the funds are allocated for these projects. So mm-hmm. we say, okay, we have x amount of money mm-hmm. where do you see the community has the most needs because the more time i've spent abroad the more i've learned i know very i'm not a local mm-hmm. in, and i don't know the political context and i don't know the situation on the ground as well as someone who experiences on a day-to-day yeah. so yeah. so with our artisans they say okay um for example we see that there needs to be access to capital for startup entrepreneurs so we can start a loan program or there's a huge number of orphans who don't have access to school fees so we start programs like that so our job is really to be a facilitator and listen to the needs of the community and it's our our goal to really um empower and help people help 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 themselves themselves. yeah Yeah. so do you have a partner in all of this or is it just you so i started it myself when i was a senior um in college but Uh now we have our first sales rep we have a director of operations so there's a few of us we're not we're not making much money off of it yet we're we're very much a startup but um you know the goal is that this will turn into a company where we import really quality beautiful products that are made by marginalized groups in the developing world um and we'll we'll kind of serve as a a a really cool hub for ethical fashion so like i mentioned before we're looking at the scarf line which is hugely promising Mm -hmm. we're also looking at dog collars that are made by the same artisans who make the shoes just beaded dog collars have you ever thought because i'm looking are the shoes that you wore now from because yeah, all that beaded work is so beautiful. Have you ever thought of doing like bridles, like ho- like for horses? Oh, that would Just be like so for smart. The, yeah, because that like, because back home, um, I horse ride and stuff. And so on the bridles, we always like on my ponies, I would always have like beaded um, headpiece and stuff. And like people like pay for that because it's I, like something so unique and stuff. That's actually a brilliant idea. Yeah, we yeah. should start giving you commissions for, <laughs> for, for giving us ideas. So I actually used to ride dressage. Yeah. And so we, you know, I know so many people who would spend so much Especially. money on getting like a, a, it's like the blinged out piece that goes mm-hmm. over the horse's like yeah. forehead. Essentially. Yeah. I, like how can I have like forgot that? It's not a no. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> I used to know, but I haven't written for so long. But I think that would be like such a cool idea. Um, 
So you you said you were going back to Uganda, Kenya, Kenya, Kenya mm-hmm. at the end of May. Mm-hmm. Okay, Correct. so now I know you spoke about Uganda. So sorry. sorry. So the, it's kind of confusing. Okay. So I started out by finding the sandals uh-huh. in Uganda that were being sold, but I it ended up happening that my supplier is based in Kenya. So there are, these shoes are made throughout East Africa. They're made in Tanzania, they're made in Kenya, they're made in Uganda, some in Ethiopia as well. But um, I found the highest quality shoes made in Kenya mm-hmm. and had a really strong connection with my supplier and we just have a great working relationship and I thought that that was the way, the direction yeah, to go. Yeah, to go. Yeah. That's awesome. And do you, like all these women that make these shoes, do you like, are they like kind of your friends or yeah you know the more time I've spent in the workshops where the shoes are made the more I've learned the different roles of the different women and and who has children and who is married to whom and it's you know it's been a really cool experience to learn about um largely women so it's 36 women who make the shoes and six men yeah um and just kind of their stories what their goals are you know i've, I've spoken with one woman one of our artisans who mentioned you know my my goal is to open up a workshop like this in the future and mm-hmm. and so it's 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 cool to see how slowly we are beginning to have an impact in how much these artisans are making mm-hmm. and and um the opportunities that are more available to them as mm-hmm. they have more disposable income and things yeah. like that. So when I go back to Kenya um, in May, our goal is really to begin profiling a lot of these um, yeah. artisans and and um, seeing how we can help them achieve their goals and and you know what how they have enjoyed their role as, you know, making these shoes and they can Mm -hmm. see kind of the impact they're making here in the U.S. and the people that are wearing their shoes. And it's just, yeah, it's been a really cool process. That's so awesome. You've really provided, you've really like, that's awesome that you've provided jobs and stuff for people back in Africa because there is, it's like such a poverty-stricken place. But we're not all poor because everyone (laughs) thinks that if you're from Africa, everyone's like poor. And Africa is more than just a continent. Yeah. Or it's not a country. Yeah, it's like (laughs) a continent. But it's so cool that you're doing this because you are providing so much for different people and it's awesome that you're doing that. That's why I wanted to interview you because... Also, your shoes are so awesome, too. Thank you. <laughs> I figure a woman can never own too many pairs of shoes. Oh, my so. gosh. <laughs> I know. No, I have I have way too many, but I still wear them all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's a great excuse for a pedicure. And in a place exactly. like Santa Barbara, you can wear them year-round. So. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in the good business. Yeah. <laughs> um. So where do you sell your shoes? So you sell them online? Yeah, so we sell them online at our website, which is bffshoes.com. Mm-hmm. But we're also in a few online retailers as well. So you can find them on Jewel and Lotus, which is um, an online marketplace for social enterprises uh-huh. or social businesses. Uh-huh. Um, you can also find them on Zuva, which is a site for African fashion. Uh-huh. And you can also find them on To The Market, which is a site for survivor-made goods. So a lot of the products that are made are um, made by like survivors of abuse, things like that. And our products, you know, were, were marketed there as um, survivors of like poverty and, mm-hmm. and working Uh, working through that and we're also beginning to be located in several boutiques so we're in one in Austin as well as Mm -hmm. in 
Tucson. So mm-hmm. none in Santa Barbara yet, and it's just because we're just really getting started on yeah on sales and things like that. So yeah, because um, there's such because I feel like there would be so many places in Santa Barbara that you could you know start because there's like a cute boutique in Summerland, Bonita. Bonita. Mm-hmm. I think because that style and stuff, I so see it in yeah, there. like the Bohemian, yeah, the Bohemian yeah. like African style. Like I definitely see it in Bonita and stuff like that. But um. But if you guys want to go get shoes, you know where to get them. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely, please. And we're also um, always in local pop-ups, and we do home shows as well. So Okay, explain if, home show. So if anyone's interested, um, the way it works is you have a hostess who invites, you know, 10 to 20 of their closest friends over. And this hostess provides, you know, drinks or snacks or whatever. And I come in with the shoes and give an overview of best foot forward where the money goes um, and on and on and women at this party have the opportunity to buy shoes and and if they don't want shoes there's no there's no pressure to buy or anything Mm -hmm. like that but it's a great opportunity to bring women together and that's really what our business is about it's about women helping other women Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just another another way to bring your bffs together yeah it's like an empower empowering each other and stuff like that and how much do your shoes like range retail so yeah. they're 75 to 125 okay that's not bad no not for not for the quality of beadwork you're going to find yeah. on these shoes and just the amount of time and effort that goes into them it's you know, insane yeah how, how precise these men and women have to be in order to make these shoes yeah that's that's crazy because um i wouldn't because yeah you just think about like shoes as shoes you don't Mm -hmm. really think about like what goes into it you know so it's it's nice that you now you're making me think about like (laughs) handmade beading and all of that stuff that's really interesting it's it's a piece of art really Mm -hmm. you know yeah and and it's you know i always see clothing being a reflection of yourself and Mm -hmm. i think um these shoes are are that as well yeah Um, if not more so in a lot of ways yeah so um earth day would you ever be in have are you gonna do like pop-ups and stuff at earth day yeah so we will on saturday be at the pop-up in paseo nuevo from Mm -hmm. 11 to 7 Mm -hmm. um if anyone's interested we'd love to see you there and our shoes are at a bit of a discounted price there we love to give discounts to local santa barbarans yeah so (laughs) so come see us yeah and try all the pairs on (laughs) But all the shoe styles are online as well. Okay, and so so when you do the pop-ups, it's just you alone doing it? Or do you have like often. another... Often. So there's often a couple people. I always will kind of con a friend friend or yeah. someone into coming with me. My mom does them with me a lot. God yeah. bless her because they are, <laughs> they are very difficult. So. Yeah. And shoes are not light. <laughs> I know. To carry them. And that's what it's go- that was going... That's leading into my next question is when you go back and forth mm-hmm. to your supplier... Do you just, how do you get them back yet? Do you just do a huge bag of shoes? I wish it was that, it was that easy. So we usually go through like a customs broker. So it has to, because we have to pay taxes on them and things like that. A lot of times I will, you know, bring back a sample or something in my bag if we're trying to get photographs of them or something before the shipment arrives. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a long process getting them, you know, flown in from Nairobi. and And then, you know, they have to, go and you wait for them in customs until they get cleared and then you pick them up in LA so it's it's not easy so then you have to go to LA and wait for your correct correct and you know then you're picking up like a thousand pairs of or a thousand pounds worth of shoes and you're just like I have no idea how I'm gonna get this in my car but 
it's like it's, it's like Tetris or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And obviously, you have your mom's help helping mm-hmm. you. Yeah, and she's stuff like incredible. That. Could you not? Is it like super expensive? Like just getting it shipped here from LA? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I mean, LA is not that far. So it's no, not it's not. Deal. It's not. It's a couple hours. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, you know, we're we're saving. We're you know running a tight, yeah, a tight, tight budget. Visit, and, visit, yeah. Um, so we we do what we can to save money so that we can, you know, invest in things that are worth it for the company. No, hundred percent. That's awesome. So, like, what, like, motivates you with this business? What makes mm-hmm. you? like do because this is a lot there's a lot of work that goes into this what motivates you every day i think the fact that i am so passionate about economic inequality and just how that affects different people all across the world and Uh and so for me it's it's being able to assist in empowering other people and it's not you know like i said before it's not about giving someone a free handout it's about helping people help themselves and yeah so at best foot forward we really operate under the mentality that uh poverty is not a, a lack of ability or anything like that it's an absence of opportunity so it's yeah. our job it's our goal to increase opportunities for people who just don't have them mm-hmm. so every day you know this is not it's not been an easy few years this is a startup and yeah and I've been traveling so much and it's um it's definitely not easy but knowing that we are making small steps mm-hmm. um, of progress and moving forward it's just been really really amazing and and building those relationships with our artisans and with my supplier has been hugely motivating yeah yeah that's so awesome so. I'm like rooting for you. <laughs> Thank you. I'll have to get you a pair of shoes and then yeah, you can show them off to all your friends. Yeah, just show them off because I work in the shoe department and show them <laughs> stuff. Like, hey. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's just get your Instagram and your Facebook and everything so people can go and get it all for you. Sure, sure. You. So our Instagram is Best Foot Forward Shoes, mm-hmm. and our Facebook is Best Foot Forward LLC. Okay, and do you have, you have a website, right? Correct, it's bffshoes.com. I know, you said that earlier in the podcast. <laughs> well, we'll keep saying it, bffshoes.com, B- B- find bffshoes.com. us. <laughs> and um, will you always be posting about where you're going to be with pop-ups and stuff like that on your Instagram and stuff? Yeah, yeah we do, we do. So I know a, yesterday maybe we posted something about the pop-up on Saturday. Yeah. And we'll also be doing the Calm show at Earl Warren May 13th I want to say so you can find us there as well in Santa Barbara okay and I'll even post on my Instagram too to remind everyone that it was so nice having me here thank you so much it was business. I love talking about shoes so anytime <laughs> okay guys I'll see you next time bye, bye.
each showing that he really does love her a lot.